Everyone wants more money, but most of us weren't taught how to create an abundant life. That's where the More Money Show comes in. If you're ready to have more money, create more freedom and experience more fun, turn the volume up. It's time to learn how to create the prosperity and life you have been dreaming of. Here's your host, Cassie Park. Hello, and welcome to this episode of More Money. I am your host, Cassie Parks, and I am excited for today because this show is going to be a little bit different. If you've been listening to this show since the beginning, you know that it's evolved, right? Like I, um, And if you're new to the show, I want you to know that today's episode is not like all the rest. So in the beginning, I really, you know, poured in everything that this is really more about business. Um, And it's still about business just in a different way, but all about creating my happy ever after and my business. And so if you go back to those first episodes, it's all about the things that I learned in my business and how I grew my business really from a mindset place instead of just like going after strategy and being in action all the time, but creating a business that I love, that I love doing and that I love supporting and I love doing everything in it. So those are early episodes. And then I also go through I go through and teach some aspects of manifesting money and doubling your business. And then for about um, the last six to nine months, well, I guess probably at least a year, we have been interviewing uh, successful clients, starting with one-off, not one-off, but um, one interview with people who were successful in my course, Manifest 10K, which is a course that teaches you how to manifest $10,000 in 90 days. And I will tell you, as a business owner, this is one of the, just one of those amazing days. I won't even say the best days because I have so many amazing days. But, you know, yesterday I was interviewing a client that you, um, you will hear from soon and she's manifested almost $70,000. Another client's update when I woke up this morning was almost $42,000. And then another client who just finished the course, her total for four months in the course is $85,000. And so as somebody who owns a business and runs a business that she loves, that's really fun to to open up and to have, I mean, it's money's coming in all the time, but it's not all the time that we put those totals you know, that everybody puts those totals and that they come, you know, one after another. And so that was just super fun as far as the evolution of my business goes. So this show has also evolved. So it used to be, or not used to be, you know, I started talking about business and then I went over, you know, doubling your business and manifesting money. And then I moved into telling you stories because I really believe in believe in the concept that I call belief amping, which is amping up your belief in what's possible. And it's really just giving your brain so much evidence and so much information that what you want is possible so that your brain lowers its resistance factor, right? Because we've talked about this before on the show, your brain's number one job is to keep you safe. And so when something is unknown, even if it isn't even if it seems good to you, it can feel unsafe to your brain. And so it's going gonna, it's gonna to resist that change, even if that change is so good, right? But when you do belief amping, which is you, you seek out stories or you listen to stories or you read stories about people who more money has showed up, about how easy this process can be, about how change can be fun, about how more money can be magical – that just lowers your brain's resistance because you're giving your brain information like, look, it work, it's good. You're giving, filtering all this evidence that like it's going to be okay. And so that makes it easier for you to change and rewire your brain to welcome more money. So um, that's why I did the belief amping stories as well as I think it's important to learn um, just from other people. You know, other someone else 
goes through things differently than I did, right? My clients go through things. I only have my experience, but when I'm able to share with you the success stories of people who've gone through Manifest 10K, which is what I started doing last year, can really amp up your belief and it can also teach you like, oh man, that's what I was struggling with. And so my intention is to give you as much um, that I can to help you welcome more money. And if you desire to create the business that you love, uh, as well as the life that you love living, um, into your life. And so then this year we've moved into continuing the story of, you know, every so often you get to hear from the same person as they go through this journey of what I call a year of growth, which is super fun. And next year, beginning in 2019 is going to be amazing because you're going to get to hear six to eight weeks of the journey of the same person, which I think is fun. I'm calling it like a positive reality podcast. So that's fun. And so that's what's happening in 2019. And for the rest of 2018, I thought it would be fun. I've talked a little bit about this on the show and I've gotten some great response. Some of you are really excited about this and we're starting today. I'm going to read to you some of my books um, as a way to really give you that amp up and uh, set you up for a lot of success in 2019 and just as something different. Uh, you guys have all heard Michelle come on and be interviewed on the show. And this is actually, she created this thing a long time ago called Storytime, where she'd read a self, and this is like over 10 years ago, where she'd read a self-development book and we'd all show up and we'd do the homework together. And it was just fun to have someone else read to you. And I know you could all grab most of my books on Audible and things like that, but um, I just thought it would be fun for the podcast to do this for a couple of weeks. So we're going to start with Change Your Money Story. And that's today. So this is my latest book. It's called Change Your Money Story. Uh, if you are an entrepreneur, this is, I, I love all of my books and they are all amazing and I'm so proud of all of them. And this one I would say I'm most proud of, which happens every time I write anyone. But it's just, it's, it's helps me see how far I've come, you know, how many people I've helped and how I've been able to take this thing where I was like, okay, I know I can help people really, it started with, I know I can help people manifest at least $350, right? And it has blossomed into Manifest 10K, which is, as you heard, is people manifesting tens of thousands of dollars, not just $10,000, and, and literally changing their lives. The money is important and it's awesome, but the changes that happen in your money story are what is most amazing for Manifest 10K. And so then I've been able to see, okay, this is what goes on in people's lives. And this book is kind of a reflection of that. It's, it is a reflection, that kind of. So change your money story. If you want to get this one, the only way to get this book, it's actually my only book that's not on Amazon. So you go to changeyourmoneystorybook.com and uh, you can invest in that. It'll, um, it'll be an investment, but I think that you can you can do it. And uh, my intention is that you manifest money after reading the book and we'll get to that. So... Um, of course, my intention is that you manifest money. So let's get started. So this is Change Your Money Story. If again, if you want a copy of the book, you can go to changeyourmoneystorybook.com. But let's get started with chapter one, money stories. Money impacts almost every aspect of your life, from whether to stop and get coffee in the morning to where you're going to live, if you will be able to retire. Its impact goes beyond decisions and reaches into your feelings. The amount of money in your bank account can influence how you feel on a daily basis, the amount of stress in your life, and your self-worth. Money is more than just paper and coins. It has tentacles that reach into every part of your daily experience. In theory, money should be dollars and cents. It should be basic math. Some comes in and some goes out. But for most people, it doesn't work like that. 
There's something about money that transforms basic math into an emotional equation. That's because everyone has a story about money, and that story plays out in every decision, feeling, and matter that involves money. Often, you don't even know it's happening. Maybe you feel like no matter what you do, there is never enough. Like the last time you received a surprise $1,000 bonus at work, only to have to repair the water heater the next week. You feel grateful that you had the $1,000 to fix the water heater because you prefer hot showers. But still, you wish that just once you could have used that extra $1,000 for that golf trip with your friends. Not being able to go isn't going to impact your life that much. Fixing the water heater is probably more impactful. But you're disappointed. That trip would have been awesome. Or maybe you are someone who has never has enough money. It doesn't matter if you get a raise. It seems you spend more without even trying. You're always scraping by, even though, based on the numbers, it doesn't seem like you should be. You could also be someone who feels like you make more than enough money, but you don't have money for the things that you want. It doesn't make logical sense because you know you have plenty, but you're a hot mess about it. And somehow you've racked up some credit card debt without your even knowing. You used to pay off your credit card every month and you use it to get the points, but then you started leaving more and more unpaid until the balance is pretty high. Now you're trying to figure out what to do with it. Maybe you are more of a money chaser. You have money, but it never feels like enough. So you set out to get more. The thoughts of how to get more money and ideas about how to start your business and make money fill your head constantly because you simply want more money. It's also possible that you have lots of money. Your savings account has more money than some people make in a year, yet it feels like you need more. You hold on tight to your money, bringing your lunch to work, driving across town to get something for $10 less, and telling everyone how much money you saved. Your friends might call you cheap, but you're proud of the money you have and are able to save. Your money story is playing out in your life, and it has nothing to do with the amount of money that comes into your life, which is why nothing seems to really change, long term anyway when more money finds its way to you. On some level, you know this. It's why you got this book, why you're listening now. You know that it's something inside of you that has you feeling stuck about money, not being able to get ahead or feeling like the harder you work, the less money you have. You are right. It's your money story, which is all yours, that is keeping you stuck, repeating the same money experiences over and over, feeling the need to save more and more, even though you're not sure what you're saving for, or chasing down money every chance you get. The money story you currently have running in your head is the driving force behind all the things you experience when it comes to money, how you earn it, how you spend it, how you save it, and most importantly, if and how you enjoy it. In the next chapter, I will introduce the most common money stories to you. These are stories that people pick up by default as they grow up. Most of the time, people aren't even aware of them, but as you read them, you'll start to self-identify yours. You will see how your money story is playing out in your life every day and how your money story affects the choices you make as well as the money you have or don't have. Then I will tell you how your story was created because you probably want to know how you got here. Understanding how you got someplace gives you some assurance that you can change it. I will also tell you how to change your money story to one that supports the life you want to be living and the bank account you want to have. If you had the thought, I've done things to try to change before and it didn't work, take a deep breath. I'm going to teach you things that you have probably never been taught before. I have a system that I created after supporting thousands of people and changing their money stories. All you need to know right now is that it is possible to write a new money story so you don't have to continue repeating the same money patterns that you have been. In addition, I will highlight where you might get off track so you'll have a heads up. 
it's not enough to know how to change. You need to know where you might make a wrong turn without even realizing it. I will also amp up your belief that really changing your money story is possible with stories about my clients who have done it. I'll introduce you to who they once were, the money story they were living, and tell you all about the amazing lives they are living now because they want new money stories that support creating a life with everything they want. Read on to identify your current money story. This will help you become aware of how that story is playing out in your life, and I'll tell you some things you can start doing right away to change your money story. Chapter two, identify your money story. You're still here, which means you understand you have a money story that is creating your experience with money. It's impacting the decisions you make and the amount in your bank account. I have helped thousands of people attract more money into their lives through my Manifest 10K and Change Your Money Story Challenge courses, as well as my book, Manifest 10,000. As I started interviewing them about their experience with money, thoughts, beliefs, and actions prior to taking my course, reading my book, and after taking my course or reading my book, I noticed I was hearing the same five stories come up over and over again. If you don't intentionally write your own money story, you will develop one by default. The ones that develop by default are money chaser, survival, money hot mess, just enough, and hold tight. I'll tell you about each story and how someone who has that story thinks, acts, and believes about money. Then I will introduce you to one of my clients and give you more details. This will make it pretty easy to pick out the title of your current money story. Some people can pick out theirs by title alone. Others need to read all about each story. It's possible you'll see yourself in more than one story. If that is the case, all is good. I'll tell you what to do at the end of the chapter. Money chaser. Money chasers, as you might have guessed, chase money. If you are a money chaser, you feel like there is never enough for what you want to do, and you are always looking for a way to get more money. Even when you get more money, perhaps in the form of a raise or a new client, you still feel like you must have more and you have to find a way to get more. Business ideas flow to you in droves, and you have likely joined an MLM or two or 10. Many times, money chasers act on these business ideas quickly because they're looking to get more money quickly. You'll spend money if you think it's going to get you more money. Often when you spend money to try and make money, it backfires. The problem with this story is that you might have, as you might have noticed, things that are chased tend to run. Have you ever Ever had your dog, more likely your friend's dog, get out when you were supposed to be watching it? You went chasing it. The dog kept running as long as you chased it. But the minute you turned and headed back toward the house, the dog followed. This happens with my young nephew as well. Money is constantly flowing away from you because you are chasing it. Of course it feels like there's never enough. Thoughts and beliefs common to money chasers. I have to find a way. I don't have enough money. I need more money. I have to figure this out. If I try enough times, I'll find the right one. Someday, one of my ideas is going to pay off. If I keep working harder, someday I'll have enough. It is possible for money chasers to catch money. When hustle is your go-to word and you can always find a hustle to get money, this is your story. You hustle because you're chasing money. And often, if you slowed the hustle and focused on the one thing that makes you the most money, you would be better off financially. You can't see that, though, because chasing, hustling is part of your story. It's how you believe you are going to get enough, even though no matter how much you hustle, you don't feel like it is enough. Chasing anything is exhausting after a while. Chasing money is no different. If you are a money chaser, you are likely tired and possibly exhausted. Spiritually, you feel drained and confused. Money impacts every aspect of your life. It goes way beyond your bank account. If you are chasing money, there is a good chance you are chasing a lot of other things in your life because your money story plays out on multiple, in multiple areas.
At one point, my money story was money chaser. I was the person with a million ideas and I would quickly throw my credit card down to jump into something I thought would make me more money. I was constantly chasing money. That energy kept money away for sure. I couldn't make a success of anything that I tried. I was trying to build a coaching business and chasing every possible thing I thought would help, including entry into a big business event that was supposed to get me clients whom I des- was desperately chasing because I was desperately chasing all money. The investment was $7,500. It probably won't surprise you to know that I didn't come home with any clients. The more you chase, the more you end up chasing. You want it more and more, so you chase it more and more and never catch it. Nikki, one of my clients, was a hustler. She didn't talk about sleeping unless it was to say she wasn't getting any. Her former self-titled money story was rise and grind. She glorified the hustle and took on every single project someone asked her to because she believed she had to get all the dollars while they were available. I'm excited to share with you how Nikki is living a hustle-free in the final chapter. Survival. Like money chasers, the people with the money story survival are often exhausted. It's because they are in constant survival mode. They feel like they are on a hamster wheel. No matter how much money they make, they always find themselves short. There is a constant stress about money and everything else they need to handle. A sign that your money story is survival is that you are either running at Mach 10 or crashed out from exhaustion. There is no in-between. When your money story is survival, everything is a crisis that has to be fixed, juggled, or handled. Sometimes people with the story of survival create those crises. It's not a conscious decision to put themselves in situations where they have to struggle to survive, but they make choices that lead them down this path. If there is extra money, they will likely spend it twice, or they buy something because they have extra money only to realize the car insurance bill for six months is due in a couple weeks. They had the money to cover it, but somehow it disappears. And then they are in survival mode trying to figure out how to cover the bill. Having the money story survival running in your life means that there is never enough. It doesn't matter how much you make. In fact, if this is your story, you may have experienced even more stress when your income increased. This is because you have to work harder to keep your story true. More money should naturally equate to less stress, but if your story is survival, you need the stress because you need something to survive. Therefore, if you make more money, you will have to create a way to get rid of it so that you can continue to figure out how to survive. One of my clients, Michelle, had the money story survival, and she did exactly what the people with the money story survival do. She made sure she was always in survival mode. The interesting thing about humans is that we can convince ourselves we are doing something to fix the problem when we are really just doing something to make sure we continue living our story. Your story can be so strong that you can convince yourself something is true even when the math doesn't add up. Michelle has a virtual assistant business, which means she supports small business owners with tax that they don't have time to do. She really wanted to give, get out of survival mode. She was tired of running around like a chicken with her head cut off and working all the time. So she hired people to help her. Logically, it seems to make sense. She hires someone for half of what her clients pay her and she's making money as she has more time. That makes sense, right? She's making the difference between what her company is making and what she is paying her team. I've changed the numbers, but let's do the math to make it more concrete. The company charges the client $20 an hour and Michelle pays her team $10 an hour to complete the work. On paper, that sounds great. However, it doesn't take into account the time it took Michelle to train her team or the time she invested to check their work and correct their mistakes as they happened. It also didn't take into account that her team wasn't always doing billable things when they were at the office. Michelle's story of survival was so strong that she couldn't see this wasn't working. 
I had Michelle look at the actual numbers and do the math. When she did, she realized that it was costing her both time and money to have team members. She also realized that she could do the work herself in less time, therefore giving herself more money, more time, and more freedom. It seems obvious as you are reading it or listening to this that Michelle should have figured this out, but she didn't because her money story. Her story kept her from actually looking at the facts and analyzing her situation. In the last chapter, I'll tell you about Michelle and what's happening in her life right now as she is writing and living a new money story. Here are some bullet points about the money story survival. Physical behaviors common to survival. Going until you crash. Once you crash, being down. <laughs> so just a little pause in that story. Uh, it was funny. Michelle jumped into this call. I was just talking to her. Uh, so physical behavior is common to survival. Going until you crash. Once you crash, being down for long periods of time. Being tired a lot. Emotional experience is common to survival. Being drained, constantly stressed, even if there really isn't anything to stress about. Behaviors common to survival. Creating a crisis, kicking butt when you need to, poor time management, so you have to kick into high gear at the last minute. Procrastination, working best under pressure. Just enough. The money story just enough is very similar to survival in many aspects. The difference is the stress level. When just enough is your story, there is, cert it, there is a certainty you will have enough, but just enough, never more. So there is a lot of stress. There's a lot less stress than the story of survival. That's because if this is your story, you know money will show up for what you need. If the hot water heater breaks, somehow $1,000 will show up. You also know that if you get an extra $300, you'll need new brakes or something like that. If this is your story, there is enough, but you never have extra. That means you never get to go on that amazing trip to Europe because when you start saving for it, something comes up that you have to use the money on before you can go. When you have to buy a new washer and dryer, you are grateful the money is there, but it's frustrating because you are saving it for something. This always seems to happen. You can never save enough for that something special you want to do or buy because once you have extra money, it disappears. Nothing ever feels like it's getting better or becoming more possible. Thoughts common to those with the story just enough. It will be okay. I'll always have enough. Why bother saving? It'll work out. The benefit to having just enough as your story is that there isn't a lot of stress. The downside is that it's just okay. It never gets better. At some point, you give up dreaming because you've experienced your savings being used up too many times. This story hinders your ability to dream big. My client Maggie's story was just enough. If extra money showed up, a few days later, something would come up to eat it up. But if something broke, she knew the money would show up to fix it. In the final chapter, I'll tell you how her story has changed and how she has more time, money, and freedom because of it. She is also modeling a new story for her teenage son. Just enough money chaser. This story can also be combined with just with money chaser. When your story is just enough money chaser, you hustle to make sure there's just enough. You might spend money on things that you don't have knowing that you can go out and hustle for it. This might happen in the form of spending money and then taking overtime assignments to cover your deficit. You never get ahead because you spend first, hustle second, and you do this because of your story. You have tried to work overtime and save up for a trip or purchase something nice, but because of your story, something comes up that you have to use the money on that is different than what you're saving it for. You've learned that if you spend first and hustle second, at least you get 
that trip or new watch that you wanted. It's great that you get what you want, but you have to spend first, which limits what you can create. This works the same way for entrepreneurs who are just enough money chasers. You know you can make an investment in your business or buy something and then go get the money. But again, that leaves you hustling. It's fine now and then, but this story prevents you from real growth in your business. That's because you equate more money with more hustle. The fear that you'll have to hustle too hard or the lack of desire to do so, you started your business to work less, not more, keeps you from growing your business to the next level. If you feel like you have hit a plateau in your business growth, this might be your current money story. Money hot mess. If this is your story, you likely just picked it out by the title. That is actually how I named it. When I am interviewing clients who have attracted more money into their lives, I ask them what their money, old money story was. Once I heard hot mess more than a few times, I knew it was one of the most of the common stories. The easiest way to identify this is your money story, other than recognizing it from the title, is if you have money, but you have no idea where it goes. The major characteristics are, you don't like to be told what to do, so you spend when you want on what you want. You don't have a budget. Why would you? There always seems to be enough money in the bank, although given how hard you work and what you make, you have been feeling like there should be more money left over at the end of the month. One of the greatest things about you and your life is that money doesn't really stress you out. On the other hand, you might feel like it's time to get your money act together. If this is your story, you might feel somewhat detached from money. Looking at your accounts doesn't seem important because it all works out. Money has always found its way into your life, so you don't ever have to worry about it. On the other hand, you feel like you don't have a lot to show for all the money that has found its way into your life. This wasn't a big deal in your 20s, but as you get older, it starts to bother you. When this is your story, money simply feels like a mess. You're not, a danger, you're not in danger of having your car repossessed and your credit score is probably pretty high. The best thing about your money story is that money flows to you easily. It's keeping it that is the hard part. Money isn't hard. You just don't have a plan. And until now, you might have never thought you needed one or that you should be paying attention to your money. It's become important now because you want more out of life and you realize not being a hot mess might help with that. People with this story are often self-development junkies. They love the idea of the work. They read the books and likely take the course, but they don't always go deep. It's about consumption rather than exploration. It's not that you can't track your spending or make better choices. That's all left brain stuff. And if you wanted to, you could do it better. It's the spiritual side that needs attention. And being a hot mess keeps you from doing the spiritual work that your soul is craving and you are avoiding. Mel's former money story is hot mess. She is a plus size model who is an amazing risk taker. She too had to go more deeply spiritually on her journey to change her money story. She was the person who read all the books but didn't dive deep into the process until doing Manifest 10K. In the final chapter, I'll tell you how changing her money story has changed her life. Hold tight. If you haven't seen your money story yet, there's a good chance this is it. This story is very different from all other stories. The main reason is that if hold tight is your money story, you likely have a decent amount of money. Your money story doesn't play out in a need for more. Rather, it plays out in how you behave and in missed opportunities. Basically, it's about how tightly you hold on to your money. Having someone describe you as cheap is a good indication that hold tight might be your money story. You love a bargain. When something you only occasionally use is half off, you buy 10 of them because it's such a good deal. Maybe you'll spend half a day driving across town to save 20 bucks on a person. Whether you make a lot or a little, if hold tight is your story, you do just that. Hold tight. You know those stories of people living like they have nothing and then it turns out they have $2 million in the bank when they die? Their money story is hold tight. It's important to them to hold on to the money and accumulate a big pile of it 
than it is to enjoy some of it. You feel like you might not have enough, and so you need to save more and more. It doesn't occur to you that driving across town to save $20 might cost you more in gas and your time than $20. Sometimes what you choose to spend your money on is more about the deal than what you actually want. In other words, you might spend $20 because it's a good deal, even if you don't want what you're buying, or you might buy it because you might need it someday, and it's a good deal today. It might seem like there is no downside to this story. Who doesn't want millions of dollars socked away in the bank? I can see your point. And the best downside I have heard to this story came from someone with it. She said, I have money, but I think I miss out on big opportunities that would bring me a lot more money because I'm too afraid to let go of some of my money. She's right. The downside to the story is that you might be missing out on opportunities. This same woman told me how she wanted to get a deal on a bed. And while she was waiting on that, the deal, she slept on the floor for more than two months. When hold tight is your money story, you will do anything to keep your money, even if it means sleeping on the floor. My client, Kruthi's former money story is hold tight. Her savings account reflected this, and she loved adding money to it. Again, having savings accounts with lots of money isn't a bad thing. It's what else it keeps you from experiencing that is a problem. In the final chapter, I'll update you on how Kruthi is writing a new money story in a way that involves more connection and deeper relationships as well as vacation. Hold tight can also be your story, even if you don't have thousands in the bank. If you make enough, you hold on to it. You don't spend your money on things that you want or bring you joy because everything has to be held on to in case a day comes when it goes away. Carrie Ann, one of my clients, has this story, and because of it, she was worried all the time. In the last chapter, I'll tell you how her story has changed and how her life has gotten easier and a lot more fun. Those are the five most common money stories. Your money story will usually pop right out at you after you read it. If you know what yours is, write it down. If you feel like there's more than one, write them down. If you're still not sure, don't get hung up on identifying the correct story. Knowing your money story is powerful, but the most power comes from the awareness it brings to your life. Here's your homework before next week. Write down these three things. Of course, replay this episode or grab the book if you're driving. Uh, Identif uh, write down the money story that is yours that you identified or money stories, three specific actions, behaviors, thoughts, and beliefs that are currently true in your life as a result of your money story, and then one new thought or belief that you would like to have about money. That's all for this week. I will pick up with chapter three next week. Have a great week. Thank you for joining us on The More Money Show. To learn the step-by-step -step process to welcome more money into your life, go to manifest10k.com.